This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably resourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Once again, that's BlueNile.com. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team, the Houston Texans, every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman, your Locked On Texans football analyst. Crazy weekend. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm in Vegas for a bachelor trip, having a blast. And I get this article, the new SI article that was released a couple of days ago over Jack Easterby. We know about the reports that Deshaun Watson is uh, more than frustrated with this organization and really is considering leaving. We remember the Andre Johnson tweet and Instagram post, which included. Uh, Deshaun Watson in the in the Instagram post. So there's a lot to take in, Cody. But I think you know you and Aaron Wilson had an opportunity to catch up and, and discuss things with the state of this organization. Uh, well, I think when I look at the root problem, it just seems like a lot of incompetence coming out of sixteen and Kirby. Yeah, it is, and of course it revolves a lot around Jack Easterby. And to be honest with you, John, I'm kind of done talking about this guy because there is nothing more that we can say about him. Cal Magnero made it very, very clear in his one-on-one interview that he did with John McClain of the Houston Chronicle that Easterby is not going anywhere. He's not firing Easterby, nor is Easterby considering leaving the organization on his own. So with that being said, you look at the situation with Easterby, and then you look at the situation on how the Texans went about hiring their new general manager. And by the way, if these reports are true, saying that he has hit the reset button on the coaching search, and now they are saying that the Texans are truly considering Eric Bieniemy, and now Matt Everflux, another guy that Deshaun Watson was really high on, he has interviewed Everflux, and it seemed like the Texans are considering both of these guys. Nick is starting to do his job really, really well. I do want to give kudos to him. However, the Texans are finding themselves in a firestorm with their franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. And there's a lot lot of reports out there saying that Watson wants out of Houston. Watson should, Watson could, Watson most likely will demand a trade. My thoughts on Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston? The man should have just waited before signing that contract extension. That's all I have to say. Now, I know I say that multiple times here on this show, but it's the truth. And the reason why I feel that way is because it would have not only given Watson the freedom to leave, but it might have put the Texans in a position where they are forced to get their crap together, plain and simple. Because think about it, John and listeners, do you or do you not think 
the back and forth and the foolishness that we are seeing from this organization. Do you think that would still be taking place if the Texans knew this time next year Deshaun Watson could be walking out the door of NRG Stadium and not coming back? And I know my theory revolves a lot around the franchise tag, but let's be real with one another. Nine times out of 10, when a team places a franchise tag on a player, it's because they do not want to pay that player top dollars that they are worth. Just take a look at the situation that's going on in Dallas. But going back to my original point, I'm pretty sure the Houston Texans will be doing everything possible not to piss Deshaun Watson off if they knew he could leave them high and drive next offseason. And let's say, for example, they did. Let's say nothing changes and all the reports about him being unhappy would still come out. Deshaun Watson could have been in a position where he would be counting down the days to leave Houston versus him waiting until 2025, 2026. I'm not sure whenever his contract is up. So basically, in a way, Watson is pretty much stuck here. Yes, he could demand a trade out of Houston, but it's going to be up to Texans whether or not they trade him or not. And the only leverage I see Deshaun Watson has if he does want out of Houston is the fact that he has a no trade clause, which means the Texans might not have the possibility to trade him to a team that's going to give them back the equal value for Watson's services. Of course, with reports saying Deshaun Watson wants out, everybody's putting together all these different type of trade packages on how their team or in this team could get Deshaun Watson. And somebody said the New York Jets should go all out, give Sam Darnold, give the second round pick and all these future draft assets. Yeah, all of that sounds good. And it might be a little bit tempting for the Texans, especially due to the fact that they have no draft capital. But if Deshaun Watson do not want to go to New York, they can't trade him to New York. And we're talking about how Deshaun Watson and not only Watson, but other NFL players of his caliber should have some type of input on the players and the, and the personnel moves that their team makes. Just like what we see in the NBA. I 100% agree with that statement. A person like Deshaun Watson should have somewhat of an input of what goes on within his organization. However, the NBA and the NFL are two different leagues. And we're talking about two leagues who run their business completely different. However, Deshaun Watson could have took a page out of the NBA book and not signed a long-term extension. That way you can hold the organization more accountable for their actions. Because I believe that is an underestimated power that we see the top players in the NBA use all the time. Look at LeBron James. This man never signed another long-term contract extension after the Cavs wasted the first seven years of his career. He went to Miami, signed a four-year deal, then he was out. He went to Cleveland. <laughs> I don't even think the man signed no more than a two-year contract the second time he went back to Cleveland. It was always a year plus a player option. Now he's in Los Angeles, and the contract extension that he just signed is the longest extension that he has signed, I believe, since 2007. And the reason why LeBron James did that is to keep the organization accountable because if he did not like the direction that the organization was going, it gave him the ability to leave. And that's something Deshaun Watson should have done. And yes, I understand you talk about financial security. You talk about the NBA. You talk about the NFL. You're talking about one sport where every time there's a play snap, you are putting not only your health, but sometimes your life in danger. I understand that. And Deshaun Watson would have been taking a huge risk. But I tell you one thing, it would have put him in a better situation to leave, given how pissed he is at this organization right now. But at the end of the day, I don't want this organization to waste Deshaun Watson's talent. But due to the fact it seems like he might be stuck here, and if they don't get their crap together, 
That is what's going to happen. He's going to be another great player to come through this organization and have his talents wasted, just like what we saw Andre Johnson just tweet about a couple of days ago. You know, and those are, I, th- I think, the best points to illustrate when you look at Deshaun Watson and, and his side of things, right? Like what his personal decision may or may have not should have been. Uh, but I want to get more to this Sports Illustrated article that came out over the weekend. So that is what we will follow up with next. Don't forget, we have Aaron Wilson on the show today as well. So we have a lot to unpack for the Houston Texans and the madness that's being created off 16 and Kirby. I told you guys about Bill Bar, how great Bill Bar is, but also left out some very important details that you need to know. They have 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, six new flavors, which includes my favorite, the caramel brownie, along with the cookies and cream. My grandmother loves that one. They still have the 12 original flavors, the raspberry, the German chocolate, along with the peanut butter. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft, and easy to chew. And this is for the healthy, conscious guy like myself who wants to lose weight but doesn't want to give up a lot of the sweets, right? You can lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. And great for a keto diet. And here's another thing Bill Bar is doing for their customers right now. You get a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last, which is only for a few weeks or so. So, so go ahead and hop on that right now. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your next order. Betting on your favorite team doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Illustrated article over the weekend, it told the story about what's going on, right? And let me add this to your point that you made. You know, Nick Castorio was hired. Uh, That's the way the Houston Texans are going. But the guy that declined and the, the guy that was reached out to last are now being serious candidates. So it does seem like he understands the magnitude of the situation on and off the field, and he's doing the best he can to at least get the process, the healing process going, right? But when you have your owner who essentially chooses Jack Easterby over your star quarterback, Deshaun Watson, then you're going to have moments that he's 100% right. And let me tell you why Deshaun Watson is right to feel this way. Like, if Deshaun is seriously considering leaving, he has every right to, to feel the way. You have to understand Watson's feelings are valid for so many reasons. Reasons like still vouching for your head coach when you knew he was killing the team the same year you signed the extension in good faith. Reasons like going out on the field and doing everything in your power but not trusting the organization to do the same. Reasons like being told you're a part of the decision-making process for the organization and finding out about the news on social media. And understand this, if he was never told that he couldn't be a part of the search, he then his, his, his reasons to be upset will be invalid. But he was promised that. More importantly, overall, reasons like keeping it professional the entire time while this team is being crushed by a culture coach. Like, you have to understand, when I looked at that article and I'm reading things about 
you know, how Watson hoped McNair would listen to him, but his disappointment went deeper. He also felt a responsibility to his teammates to use his role as a franchise quarterback to represent their interest to the ownership. But he's continuously being undermined by the ways of somebody that's supposed to be a character coach. Like you go from character coach to a pro football executive, he was a chaplain a couple of years ago. And what we're hearing out of this story is there's a lot of religious cult things going on. There, he's scrambling, so he's trying to find people to be on his side and then persecute the other the others that are possibly coming up with these references. Washington also did not like that McNair held that conference with Casario uh, in which the owner said that he had reports that Watson was unhappy. He noted he met with Watson several times and understood his point of view before meeting with candidates. Watson was found to find this response patronizing. This is what's going on. The rise in power of Jack Easterby has also caused James Roots to consider retiring because he no longer wants to fight for an organization he held for two decades go down. That's what's going on. This is ridiculous. And when Cal came out with another statement that was well written this time, much more well written for Cal, but he still missed the essential part of it. And that's choosing the one that makes you relevant. But John, the most baffling part about this is this is the second Sports Illustrated article. That That's the crazy part about this. You know, I want to say this. Um, let's look at Cal. Cal lost his dad a couple of years ago. Uh, he's lost also a lot of close people around him in the span of the last couple of years. And so I'm trying to correlate why things are getting this bad. And that led me to try to correlate why the relationship between Jack Easterby and uh, Cal McNair has grown so much in a short period of time to where he is jeopardizing your franchise. And I, I, I came up with the idea that maybe Cal is needing that advisory role because he doesn't have it anymore with his dad. And that's why he there's a report that Cal is, is good hearted, but he's just too trusting. Right. They're also calling him Tommy Boy. And if you've ever seen the movie Tommy Boy and know where that reference is coming from, I think that's a perfect example of how he's running this organization. But I feel like he's missing. He's missing something. I feel like Jack is playing on that. Right. Because anybody that wants to be in that advisory role, they're going to tell you the right things to do for yourself. He's not doing this. So I think he's playing on the fact that Jack, I'm sorry, but that Cal is too trusting and he's needing somebody to fill a void. And, and I think, I think in this business, as much as I hate to say this, I'm only considering this business of the NFL and you being a prominent team in one of the top markets. There's no room for that. After this past week, the NFC and the AFC championships are set, which means, ladies and gentlemen, this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to make some money because I know you're going to be watching the game. So if you're going to watch the game, make sure that you can make the game just a little bit more interesting with a chance to improve your bank account. And you can do that by going to betonline.ag. 
Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on to get your 50% welcome bonus. It gives you an opportunity to pick the NFL games of the week. If you want to go beyond the NFL, I'm pretty sure right here in Houston, ladies and gentlemen, you see, even though the Houston Rockets lost James Harden, you can possibly make some money because the Rockets are not a sorry team. They added Victor Oladipo. They have Christian Wood. I'm pretty sure if you bet on the Rockets to win at least 30 to 35 games this season, that can help your bank account even more. So why not do it? Once again, that's betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. With so much drama going on with the Texans right now, it is kind of hard to tell what is true and what are just rumors. And to help provide some information on everything that's going on with this franchise, I have with me today Aaron Wilson, Texans and NFL reporter for the Houston Chronicle. Aaron, what's going on, man? Hey, Cody. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'd be doing better if I didn't think that the Texans would be on the verge of losing their franchise quarterback. But before we get started, can you tell our listeners where they can follow you at on social media? Uh, Yeah, I'm on a couple of platforms. I'm on Twitter at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. And I'm also on Instagram at Aaron Wilson 7128. Don't know why I had to have the 7128, but thank you, Instagram. And um, I'm verified on Instagram. I got the the blue check, thanks to a friend of mine. I had the blue check many years ago when I was at the Baltimore Sun. Then when I joined the Chronicle, I changed my handle. And when you change your handle, you lose your check. So I got to work on that uh, with our social media team at the Chronicle to get my verification back. Uh, in fact, I've had times where I broke a big story and people would say, he's not verified. This can't be true. <laughs> people really put a lot into that status of the blue check, but uh Hopefully people will believe what I say. Uh, it was actually after I had the Antonio Brown news that he I remember was that signing with the Buccaneers. So it was a uh, kind of funny. But <laughs> I just <laughs> laughed about it because um, my friend represents Antonio and told me that he was signing and he was the one that helped me get the Instagram blue check. So he says, try to help me get the Twitter thing. Give me, give me the Antonio Brown news and the Instagram blue check. So he's a pretty good friend. <laughs> Well, Aaron, well, trust me, man, anybody who's listening to Locked On Texans knows that you are, if not the top beat reporter covering the Texans. And speaking of the Texans, let's jump right into it. Deshaun Watson, what do you know about Houston's quarterback and his unhappiness with the franchise? And are the rumors true? Does Deshaun Watson want out of Houston? Well, yes and no. The unhappiness is real. He is upset with them because of the lack of input that he had into the GM hiring process. And also with some of the coaching candidates that they did not request, like Robert Sala and Eric Bieniemy. They have since requested Bieniemy. They're actually trying to set something up with Eric, the chief's offensive coordinator, to have him do an interview. And they have several other candidates. But yes, Deshaun is upset. It is not resolved. The owner and him are trying to work through it where they are starting to text back and forth. And it's not just Deshaun that's upset, it's his whole camp, it's his representative. And they voiced that displeasure to me. Uh, We're now, we're on a Sunday morning. So the Thursday before last Thursday. So we're going on, you know, quite a many days. 
and Deshaun is back from his vacation in Cabo San Lucas to uh, celebrate his girlfriend Jilly's uh, 25th birthday. Happy birthday, Jilly. And he's back in town and, you know, they're trying to engage with him. And uh, obviously there needs to be some level of communication. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. Most would say it's a bad idea to empower a player and give him any say into a process. Obviously, you don't want to let the player hire his own coach. That's problematic. But listening to him isn't an issue. Uh, but I can tell you other teams don't do that. But when you open the door for that, then you create a problem because what you're doing is you're making it where you've created an expectation and now you have to follow your word. And word is bond. Did he mean to, I think, did I think, did he mean to lie to him or mislead him? No. I think it's like that friend that tells you, hey, we're going to hang out. We're going to get that beer. We're going to, you know, get some food. And they mean to, but they don't have that follow-up. And that's where Cal didn't have that follow-up. And that was a failing for him. And then when he learns on social media, just like he did with DeAndre Hopkins, that they're hiring Nick Casario. He got upset and he is really mad about it. And then he vented on Twitter. And then, you know, some of it too is for his representatives, you know, they would like to have it be like the NBA where, you know, a Rich Paul, LeBron James, they have that kind of flex. They have power, they have clout. But the NFL doesn't normally work that way. Like if you look at Tom Brady, if you look back over the years, him being upset about players no longer being on the Patriots, and things like that, or the guy's not getting paid, or him not being paid. They're always something, but in the end, they would talk to him, but they he had no clout at all. He didn't have power over who was going to be on the team and things like that, because um, Belichick is Belichick. And they have to have a strong foundation here where the players, you know, don't run the team. And that's important for the owner. The owner's got to be savvy and strong and good in what he's doing. I think it's important. It's very important that going forward, they have very clear communication. And to answer your other question, is he going somewhere? I can tell you they have no intention of trading him. Does he want out? If things go like in a bad direction, like if they continue to be the way they were, I think he'd be unhappy enough to miss some time in the offseason. Yeah, and I think that could still happen where you might not have him at you know, part of like the virtual program or be there for every single thing. Because, you know, some of it too is about leverage and him, he's tired of losing and he has some, you know, poor feelings about what, how this season went. You know, they're four and 12 and he doesn't want to waste his career. He always talks about being legendary. Legends generally play in Super Bowls. Legends at least get to the AFC championship game Legends have Super Bowl rings. So for your Deshaun Watson, you already have the money, but you play because you love the game and you actually genuinely want to win. So I think he comes from a good place, Cody. Uh, you know, the organization has shown him some, some problems. You know, there, it's been like where they didn't understand value. They had some poor trades. And then, you know, they've had some controversies. And I would say that it, all, it causes him to lose confidence, to lose faith in the process. So when you have those issues, you have this disconnect, then you have a problem. What I would say though to the fans, if it's not leading to a trade, because I think people tend to be so reactionary, 
You probably have, I guess you probably follow me on social, right, Cody? Yes, sir, I do. Have you noticed a lot of uh, commentary or consternation from me on social? Mm -mm. Why do you think that is? I would say it's because I don't think it's that big a deal. I'm not worried about it. It's one. It's a lot of drama mm -hmm. and people get so caught up in it. But at the end of the day, I tend to go off of what's happening and what's likely. Is he going anywhere? No. Do they want Tua? No. So nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But their relationship with him, does it need to be good? Yes. And I think they do need, it, you know, it's important. They need to work on it. I would also say none of this needed to be out there. It, it doesn't help anything. And I'm not criticizing anyone, but I'm just saying this isn't good. They should have just dealt with this behind closed doors. But that's what good organizations do. They should have handled this much better. But does it mean that the sky is falling? I mean, there's people talking about protesting, which I think is pretty bad. You're going to protest about the team at NRG on MLK Day, and you know, which is about much more important things in society and civil rights. And you're going to protest because you're mad about a football team? I mean, to me, that's tone deaf at best and possibly offensive at worst. But that's, I, I'm just, I'm not that worried about any of this stuff. But also, I mean, I tend to be somewhat pragmatic, Cody, and I'm not very emotional about any of this because I'm not a fan. I'm a journalist. So I'm just going to cover the story and we'll see what happens. But it's just a lot of people that love the social media drama and then, you know, anonymously say a lot of things. And I really feel like it's been too much. And I'm, 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 a, I'm beyond tired of it. I am only really interested in who is going to be the coach. That's what I care about. Who's going to coach the team and the more, you know, germane football issues. Going back to Cal McNair before we go into the coaching search, do you think that that was just a mistake on McNair's part that he did not include Deshaun Watson or did he have any intention to not include him at all? Because my understanding from it, and I'm pretty sure you might feel the same, was, you know, when he told Deshaun Watson that he was going to be in a loop on these things, Deshaun Watson never wanted to make the final decision on the general manager nor head coach. He just wanted to stay in the loop to avoid another situation on finding out what his team did on social media. Right, that is true, where they just they wanted to have, be able to have a conversation. He does not have an expectation of picking the coach or the general manager. But if he had not had those dinners and meetings with Cal, he wouldn't have had that expectation. So, um, Cody, if I tell you that we're going to do something and then I don't do it, then I'm not living up to my word, right? Yes, sir. So that's what Cal McNair in essence did, whether it's a lie or whether it's a clumsy level of omission. I've been told it's more just like he got caught up in the moment of landing Nick Casario and he was locked in on that, but it was important that he follow up. And like I would say with anybody in life, your follow-up is very important. It's just as important as having the relationship in the first place. So like when I'm working on stories, 
I might check on something, Cody, and then I need to check on it again. It can change. You know, that's like for like doing like a lot of reporting on a moving situation, a fluid situation, like a coaching search. They could be, they could, I could be a candidate and he's not a candidate. I could be on the interview list and he doesn't want to interview him. You could ask for the interview and he could, well, like Matt Eberflus, first he declines, then he accepts. And then he interviewed with them on Saturday. So my point being, you, what you do is more important than what you intend to do. And I, I think that that means that, you know, they have work to do in their relationship, but I don't know. I mean, there's another flip side to this coin. They pay him very well. One of the guys that helped get him paid was, besides the owner, was Jack Easterby and Kevin Kragovich. They worked on that deal. They didn't have to do that deal early, and they did. And they paid him a lot of money. He's one of the highest paid quarterbacks ever to play the game. So I, I think while you can't buy loyalty, they need to – engender loyalty and they have to work on their relationship with him but it's you know it's it's two sides to it speaking of the coach and hire in recent days the texans have requested to interview Eric enemy and leslie frazier and um i saw some reports saying that houston is very high on frazier are the texans really making a, a strong push for these candidates or do you believe this is just their attempt to try to get back on watson's good side knowing that they might be more interested in another candidate like joe brady oh i mean i know i think it's very genuine that they want to talk to him in fact i know that i was told that this morning yeah they are hoping to to talk to eric they would like to have that sit down with him. Sounds good. Um, last question before getting out of here. Uh, how much of this situation with Deshaun Watson and the Texans is salvageable? And I'm under the impression that a lot of it is going to depend on who they hire as their next head coach. I think that if they get a coach that he likes, then the enthusiasm, you know, it changes a lot. It, you know, things get better. I think that it has a this is this is fixable. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Aaron. I'm pretty sure you probably eased the minds of some of our listeners here on Locked On Texans. Um, once again, thank you so much. And where can the listeners follow you at on Twitter? Uh, Aaron Wilson underscore NFL, and I'm also on Instagram at Aaron Wilson seventy one twenty eight. Once again, that was Aaron Wilson of the Houston Chronicle, Houston Texans, and NFL beat reporter John. As you heard him say. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, he is true. This man is pissed and he has every right to be so. But nine times out of 10, he's still going to be a Houston Texan moving forward. Aaron Wilson said that this relationship is fixable and it's all just going to come down to who they hire as their head coach. Yeah. And like Aaron Wilson, you know, mentioned to piggyback off you, you know, it doesn't look like he's going anywhere right now. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when the NFL reports leak, like I mentioned, and I continue to say this, there is some truth behind it, right? And so, as Aaron mentioned, he will be here, but how long will he be here is the question. That's the question. And um, only time will tell. We will see how it plays out. I'm Johnson, sports guy Hickman. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at LockedOnTexans. And like us on Facebook at Locked On Texans. Also follow me on Twitter, like you guys have been doing. Shout out to you guys at Some Sports Guy as well. Really quick, uh, Adam Schefter did tweet 
that the Texans head coaching job uh, went from the least desirable head coaching job to the most undesirable. It went from the least to the most undesirable head coaching job in the NFL. Um, and so what I hope that does not happen, which is something we can look into for the future, I hope that Eric Bieniemy does not come in as a scapegoat or a black savior. I don't think so, because like you mentioned, the positive part about all of this, regardless how you feel about Nick, he is a football-minded guy, and it looks like he understands the seriousness both on and off the field. So I don't think that's going to be the case. But um, as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.